the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Sue Freeze Show. And I'm, I'm just, you know, in a kind of an interesting place in my life. And, uh, you know, if you do a assessment on where you are in your life. You know, if you gave yourself, you know, five being the best and one being the worst, what number would you choose for where you are right now? So many things in life, you know, we kind of go through the motions and we don't stop to ask ourselves that question. Sometimes things are so high. There's such an excitement that I'm saying, don't pinch me. Don't wake me up. I just want to stay right here. And then other times I'm just like, Whew, God, please, just pull me out of this mess. Would you just, Lord, you know, take the wheel? And so um, I just, ha- I right now have a lot of decisions to make, and I don't want to make wrong decisions. I don't want to make bad choices. I want to do what God wants me to do. So my heart is vulnerable and open, and I'm asking for discernment in everything. And isn't that where the Lord wants us at all times? Doesn't he want us there? And sometimes, you know, things are just going at such a fast pace that maybe we're not taking time out or time to just ask him direction or, Lord, what is your view on this? So to give you a little background, remember when I talked, for those that have listened to this show before, and thank you, if you're new, welcome. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have this God dream, and the God dream is a God dream. It's not a Sue dream. It's a God dream. And the God dream is to facilitate a ranch, which includes horses, and it's for domestic violence mothers with children. Now, I don't know where this is going to be. I don't know how it's going to work. It's way too big for Sufri's, so it has to be God. Well, uh, fast forward. Um, About a month, maybe two months ago, I was looking at this program on my phone that I look at quite often. It's called Redfin, and it's for real estate for sale. And I'm always looking for real estate for sale because I'm just curious about the market. I'm curious about what's out there. And I just recently had purchased something, and uh, so I was. it was still showing up. And there was this one place that the price was right, and it had acreage, which I was looking for for this God dream. And so I pursued it. And I said, you know, I'm heading in that direction. So let's just stop by and check this out. I did. And I liked what I saw. And I felt that I felt this little pull. I felt this little emotional connection, this spiritual connection with this place. And uh, then I had to go into future assessment and uh, have professionals that know more about things than I do. And I had to do due diligence. 
Don't we, aren't we called to do that? We're called to have due diligence, meaning knowledge is power, but sometimes we don't have the knowledge. So we have to, we have to reach out to others that have that knowledge and ask them the question. So what do you think? What do you think? And to really understand exactly what we're getting into, at least to the best of our knowledge. It's called discernment. It's called gathering knowledge, due diligence. And we need to be doing those things when they're things of importance. Even in minor details, we should be asking for the Lord's help and the Lord's guidance, shouldn't we? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Can you relate? I'm sure you can. Listen, I just want to say thank you to those that are just tuning in right now. And if you're tuning in, you've tuned into the Sue Free Show. And I just welcome you. I'm talking with my hands right now, and I'm noticing that, and it's like kind of funny. Um, anyway, it's a one-way conversation that I'm having with you right now. But before I get on the show, I always pray, and I ask the Lord to guide my words, guide you know the thoughts so that they're um, pleasing, but also that they're the Lord's words, that, that I am speaking um, with Him. He's guiding my words. With that being said, there is no coincidence that you tuned into this channel right now or this station and uh, that you're listening to this show. So there's something here for you. I don't know what that is because I don't know where you are in your life. But you know what? The Lord does. Sometimes we don't realize that he really knows, you know, who am I? I'm just this little person, of course, with all these people. It's like an ant on an ant hill, right? Does he really know and does he really care? Well, if we believe the Bible, then yes, he does, because he says he knows every hair on your head and every word before it's spoken when you're in your mother's womb. So if he knows that, then anything that you have, anything that is concerning you is not too small for our Heavenly Father. So I'm just letting you know and reassuring you that it's really important to make him part of your daily walk, to make him part of your decision-making process. So uh, fast forward on this little issue that I have, not so issue. It's a God dream, right? So it's not so little. So I put an offer on the place, and I said when I put the offer on the place, Lord, if this is not your will, please make it not happen. Put a big roadblock. Has to be a big one, but make sure that this is what you want me to do. So uh, there were three people that bid on the property, and so I had to go up in my price, and I ended up getting it for more than I originally started, but still looking at it from face value, it was – it was worth that what I paid, what I put it out for. So we went through the escrow process, and it was going to close within five days, and uh, I ended up backing out. And when I backed out, I got depressed. I got depressed because I felt like, oh, my gosh. But I realized that there were a lot of things that we discovered that I felt for the price I was paying to make these things correct were going to cost me too much. So uh, the pain wasn't worth the gain, I guess, and the ROI didn't seem to be as um, right for me. And and I just thought, you know, maybe that's the roadblock. Maybe, okay, God's putting a roadblock up. So then, I, you know, so I called the loan people. They had approved it at the rate, and everything went smooth. But I gained all this information about the fire department and about the water and about the city and about this and about that and can't build and I need to make I had to build a water tank and just all these things that were were like, wow, that's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of time. Is this really the best thing for me to be doing right now? So I backed out and was sad, 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 so sad. I just felt like, oh, and so I went until this last weekend and I happened to be at Stagecoach. I'll talk about that in a minute. And when I was in stagecoach, you're out in the middle of pretty much nowhere, but really not. But it's in India, a lot of dust, a lot of dirt, and not a lot of uh, cell 
usage out there. So my phone went dead, and then I couldn't get, um, you know, uh, I couldn't get any signal. So um, I was in and out with uh, information. But anyway, my real estate agent emailed me or texted me and said, hey, Sue, I got it because I told him, I missed this little tidbit. I said, look, if you get it to this certain price, if you can get it down to this certain price, then I know it's God because there's no way you're going to make that happen. It has to be God if you, if you get it to that price. So over the weekend, uh, on a Friday, right before um, closing of the banks on Friday, I get this email stating that they have gone down to this price. And I'm like, what? Because what? I had already like... You know, I had already calmed down about my sadness, and I was kind of like just settling in with the whole decision that I had made that I was so sad about. And then here we go again, starting this whole thing again. I'm like, okay, so now I'm starting this process up. And and today, I have the offer on my phone for me to legal docu-sign uh, to go forward again. So I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. I called my bank, okay, because there was a little difference in the monies. But not a whole lot. And so I, um, I I called my, I emailed my bank about, I think it was 10 to 5, you know, banks close at 5. And I said, hey, Mark, I said, you know, um, if I wanted to reopen this loan that you guys already pre-qualified me for and you already agreed and the money was there for me and I backed out, um, I've already paid for appraisal. I've already paid for all of this to go through with this. Um, you know, would it be that difficult to reopen the loan? He quickly responds back and said, no, it wouldn't be hard at all. I said, well, let me ask you this. I said, you know, where are the interest rates? Did they go up, down, or are they staying the same? And he says, no, they've gone down. I'm like, what? I said, how much? He goes, 0.25. I'm like, what? So I went, okay, that's interesting. So now, based on the information that I had, backing out of the deal, I'm getting a better deal at a better rate. And isn't there a lesson in that? Isn't there a lesson for everyone listening right now? Is that we can get so tied up and we think, oh my gosh, I've got to have it. Or, oh my gosh, it's such a good deal. But maybe it's not the best. And, and couldn't this go also, here's a message for you. If you're single and you're looking for that mate, your life partner, couldn't the same thing apply there? You know, are you asking God? Are you asking him to find and choose and, and give you the stars up, thumbs up on whoever it is that you're thinking about might be the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with? And we can second guess and put, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but, you know, this, that. I could have done that with this. But instead, I took emotion out of it and said, God, is this your will? Is this what you want? And if it is, make it perfectly clear. Okay, so before I said yes to this other thing, I went back to the property. I prayed all night long. I just couldn't sleep, and I was praying all night long. Okay, is this really, I mean, should I do this? And I have other things in the fire, and now is that going to mess that up, and what do I do? And so I went back to the property, and I stood on the land, and I looked around, and I said, God, I mean, is this what you want me to do? And I left there with this feeling of calm, no, no apprehension, no, oh my goodness, not really. I mean, I still have a little because there's money involved and it's, it's a sacrifice. I still have a little bit because, you know, that's good. That's being prudent. That's being wise is to, you know, make sure that you're keeping everything in alignment, right? 
Um, but right now I have, like I said, on my phone, the legal docu signed to sign on the dotted line. The uh, loan was locked in last night at a quarter to five, and I'm moving forward again. So it's a God thing. It's not a Sue thing. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I feel better about it because I'm getting a better price, a better rate. But it could have gone through with the way it was, thinking, oh, no, this is God. I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through. And yeah. But no, look at what happened. And I'm hoping that this story, it's not about Sue. And it's not about her God dream. It's about the message that sometimes taking steps back and regrouping and making sure you have the information you need in order to make a wise decision. I'll keep you posted. You know, it's not finished yet. It's not completely bundled up and, you know, the keys are not mine yet. Um, But where it sits right now is it's looking like this thing's going to go through and uh, kind of exciting. So thank you so much for joining in with the Sue Free Show. And I'm so happy to be part of this show. It humbles me beyond humbles me to be on uh, on the air. And it's been eight and a half years. And can't even believe that to even say that. I just I can't believe eight years has passed by. And if you want to connect with me, I hope you do, because that's what I'm about. I'm about connecting and I want to connect with you. And this is a one way conversation. But the conversation you really need to have is not with me. It's with your heavenly father, who's my heavenly father, whom I love. And he loves me even with all of my faults. He gives me grace every day and he gives you grace also. You don't have to straighten your life out without him. All you need to do is look up and ask him to come in your life and he'll do what he needs to do in your life. And it's not going to be that hard. He'll make it happen for you. You know, I'm not going to say it's easy because being a Christian and being a believer doesn't mean that everything is easy. In fact, sometimes I think my life is harder because I'm a believer and I stand up and I'm bold Christian. I believe it's harder for me, but that's okay because God's given me the courage to step one foot in front of the other. And you know what? We are victorious in Jesus' name. And no matter what you are going through right now, you are victorious and greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's what God says. That's what the book called the Bible, it says, and he's here for you. All you need to do is ask, seek, and knock, and he'll be right there. I said that um, I would talk about my last weekend at Stagecoach, and it's in Indio. It's the second time that I've been there, and I really wanted my kids to join, but it's expensive, and uh, they couldn't make it. And um, I was on a performing team for the honky tonk. Uh, and we performed three times, one each day. And in between that, you know, we practiced and then we had time to go check out the artists, Shania Twain, who I adore, and uh, Kenny Chesney, and uh, Willie Nelson was there. And uh, Jerry, Lee, Jerry Lewis was there, and he's 81. And uh, Willie Nelson, I think he's like 83. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. But I think he's 83. And, you know, it's really just amazing to see these artists. And Winona Judd was there. And she's been through so much. And she just pointed up and said God has been faithful to her. And, you know, she strays and comes back. And she talks about things. And, uh, you know, it just was really nice and very down to earth and crazy. A lot of alcohol. 
And man, I smelt things I wasn't supposed to be smelling all the way around. Um, you know, there was interesting things going on. But our group, we had practiced for three months every weekend, Saturdays, Sundays. You know, it was a devotion. It was a sacrifice. And um, we pulled it together. And it was really fun. And the group uh, is couples. We did couples dancing. We did both West Coast Swing and Two-Step because we wanted to introduce these things to the people there. And there's a lot of young, middle, and older uh, people uh, at the event. It was all a very eclectic group. And... Uh, we just wanted to introduce some other types of dancing besides the line dancing. But the line dancing is great because you don't need to find a partner. You don't need to have a partner that knows how to dance. You can get out there and kick up your heels, literally. And uh, everybody wears cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And it's just fun. It's really a lot of fun. And uh, food, drinking, um, you know, I drink a lot of water. I, you know, when you have it that hot, you have to drink lots of water. I was with uh, a, a group that that the youngest girl on the group is 14 years old, and I don't know if she'd be listening to the show. She has listened. Her name is Charlie, and her dad was one of the choreographers, and his name is Larry. And their mother and wife um, died a couple of years ago, and so to be part of this event was really kind of special and um, wonderful kind of raw because they were dancers and uh, to get back into the dance community was a raw experience but it was a healthy one and Charlie getting involved and learning how to do these dances that mom and dad did and was really special and um, there was another young lady who you know has struggled with addiction and all kinds of things and she was part of the group and uh, one day we walked into, we have this talent trailer, and we had special bands so we could get into behind stage and get into the special cafeteria with lots of sp- different foods that I'd never eaten before. It was really fun. Anyway, uh, one day I went into the trailer, and I'm um, just sitting there, and I, everybody needed to use red lipstick, and I happen to have this special red lipstick that if you want to know more about that, go to the Opportunities on the Sue Free site, and you can check out this lipstick that stays on. You know, you can kiss, or you can, you know, when you drink your drink, the lipstick doesn't end up on the glass. Kind of nice, you know. So anyway, I have this lipstick, and everybody wanted to wear this red lipstick because we're performing, and we're on stage. So I shared my lipstick with everybody. And uh, one of the girls comes up, gives me a hug, the younger girls, and she says, I'm so glad you're on this group. And I said, you are? And then me being me. So why is that? You know, and she says, because you're like the light. And I just, that touched me so much. Because, uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I've had people on the show that are talking about our words, talking about studying the Bible, but also evangelism and and just being that light. And we don't have to pound somebody over the head with Scripture, and we don't have to say, you need to, and whatever. You don't have to do that. It's, It's how we live our lives and how we talk, and it's being an encouragement and inspiration instead of being somebody that's judging. My My motto is, is to love, not judge. You know, let's let God be the judge, okay? Because truly, isn't he the judge? We are called to love one another. Love thy neighbor. First, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body. And then secondly, we're supposed to love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? It is what the Bible says. In case you don't know, that's what the Bible says. Because I know I have all different levels of people that understand uh, the Lord's word and the Bible and where they are in their personal walk. Because, see, this relationship is just that. It's a relationship. 
And we are called to have a personal relationship. So if you were raised in a Christian home, that does not make you a Christian. Because the Lord wants you to make a personal decision for you to be walking with him and to understand who he is, you have to be in his word. Because when you really have a relationship with somebody, you need to get to know them. And in order to get to know them, you need to spend time with them. That's basic relationship 101. So are you spending time with your Heavenly Father? Are you reading his words so you can understand who he is and who he wants you to be or who you are? Because that's what that's all about. And if you're doing that, then that's great. And as we grow in our relationship, we learn more and more and more. I kind of equate it to an onion. You know how onion has different layers? You know, there's skin upon skin upon skin, and that you peel the layers back one layer at a time. There was a time in my life where I went into um, Hope for Me. It was a it was an organization that helped people that were really struggling with life. And I put myself in this place, and I really believe God had wanted me to be there for numerous reasons to to um, prepare me for my next assignment, my next assignment all the way up until I'm with him up in heaven. Um, I, I believe that time was in preparation for even being on this show. Um, it was a spiritual healing. It was an emotional healing. It was an everything healing time for me. During that time, I realized that uh, the relationship is I, I just need to understand who he is, and I need to understand who I am. And during that time, I understood more about, you know, how the devil can get in there and just um, destroy you. He can get in there because he, he has this uh, this willing and desire to to make you feel unworthy. People have eating disorders, drug disorders, dysfunction in some way or another, and part of that is, of just not feeling like they're important enough or valuable enough to make a difference in this world. And I'm just, I just want to say to you, and I just want to say to you that what I've learned is that God sent his only son to die for you. And if it was just you, he died for you. When I really took hold of that, it changed something inside of me to where my unworthiness left. It left, and it washed me white and clean as snow. It doesn't mean that you don't have a responsibility to do what you're supposed to do, which means if you have unforgiveness, you need to forgive. If you've done something wrong, you need to make it right. However you choose to do that, you need to make it right. Ask God to guide you. Give discernment and wisdom to know how to handle any situation so that you can be used for his glory because you were created for a purpose. And the purpose is not just to go to work and to make a living and to have children even. The purpose is, is more than that. And you need to understand what's burning up inside of you, what that burning desire, that passion inside of you is there because God put it there. And once you understand that that passion that's driving, or if you've had it snuffed out, you need to rekindle it. How do you do that? Get rid of unforgiveness first. And we will talk more about this right after my brief break, okay? Thank you so much. And you know what? Stay tuned. The next half is going to be fantastic. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. 
And I'm Tyson Fries, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd like to connect with you. Just connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, felt like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, connect, give me your email, tell me what you'd like. I can help you sort this out. And even if you're just in San Diego or just in Ventura or just in the Riverside, San Bernardino area, L.A., Orange County, even if your company is only going to represent that area, we could still work with you. I can tell you it's probably a third the cost of going just on normal, and it's a way of you testing the waters, which is really a discernment issue. It's getting wise, right, and understanding what you're getting for what it's costing. It's kind of the whole message of the beginning of this show, and if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Please go to podcast. You can get my podcast by going to iTunes, iHeart. Or you can go to SueFreeze.com and you can pull up any podcast and uh, listen to it at your leisure. Isn't that nice? Thank you, San Diegans, for joining in today. I really appreciate it. Venturians also, all the way up to San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles. It's so wonderful to uh, be on the show oh, in Orange County, of course. That's where I grew up and I love Orange County and my sister's there. And then L.A., L.A., Los Angeles. Don't miss out on L.A. LA. All right. So um, I want to read from this book. But before I do that, I want to do this. I have like five books laid out here because I have so much I want to talk to you about. If you do not have a prayer journal, I recommend it because your prayer journal is going to help you realize what you've prayed for and actually what has come to fruition, what actually answers to prayers have happened. Sometimes we forget You know, I put a challenge out to my family, and they're doing it as far as I know. And family, if you're listening, this is a a reminder. 
is that um, I told everybody to get a container of some kind. And whenever you feel blessed, which should be daily, you find a place, find a way to be thankful for something. But in your blessing, write it on a little piece of paper and stick it in this container and have a lid on it. And we're only going to look at, we're going to open these up at Christmas time. Uh, we're going to all op- take our containers and we're going to open them up and we're going to read our blessings. And it's going to be, whether we do it as a family, which I think it'd be fun to do, but whether we do it as a family or as a smaller unit of a family, it's really great to just realize how the prayers that you've been praying have been answered. And sometimes in our lowest of lows, you know, the Lord says to be thankful in all things, right? In all things, not just sometimes, but all things, okay? A-L-L. It's three letters, but it means so much. All, all things, okay? So give thanks in all things. So if you're going to give thanks in all things, even though if things are going bad, there's still some things going well. You're breathing, right? Things could be going bad, but you're breathing, which means there's hope. As long as there's breath, there's hope. I love that. I love that because, you know, the sun comes up new every morning. And sometimes I have just put my whole life on that one thought is that tomorrow's a new day. Sometimes I put my whole being on I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because sometimes things just seem like no matter what I do, it's not going to come out the way I want. And so I need Christ to strengthen me. And I know that there's people listening right now that need to remember that they can say that out of their mouths, and it will help you. I I know it will because it sure helped me. So prayer journal. I was talking about that. Start a prayer journal. It doesn't matter if it's not January 1st, you know, whatever date it is. Just start one now and just write down your prayers, what you're praying for right now. And then you can go back and look at that and see when they get answered. So when you are um, praying or writing things down in your journal, ask the Lord this. Reveal something to you through a passage that you're reading. So if you're in your prayer journal and you're reading your Bible, because that kind of goes together. But ask the Lord to reveal something to you in the passage that you're reading. Ask him to have the Holy Spirit move in your heart as you read his words. These are good things to ask the Lord to do because, you know, we already know he says, ask and you shall receive. So don't go asking, thinking nothing's going to happen, because when you ask, you need to believe that you will receive. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Ask the Lord to show you how you can apply what you read in the passage that you're reading to your life. It has to matter to you right now, okay? So many people go to church, and and I'll ask them, I'll say, well, so how is that relevant to your life right now? I mean, did you get something that you can apply to what you're living right now? Is there something that's applicable to what you're going through right now that you gained by going to church? Because there should be, and you need to ask the Lord to reveal it because sometimes we miss it. We just miss it because our brain is thinking something else or maybe we didn't have enough coffee that morning or, you know, geez, I wish I would have got that donut, but I really shouldn't have that donut. And we're thinking about that instead of the message. So we just need to ask the Lord to clear all those thoughts out so we can receive what God has for us right here, right now. And ask the Lord to point out how your strengths and your weaknesses, ask him how you can use them, your strengths and your weaknesses. And you want to grow more in his likeness. At least he hopes that you want to grow more into his likeness. 
That would be very good. So there's one book down that I wanted to share with you. So the next one is something that I do um, periodically, almost every time, unless I've got so much to talk to you about that I can't get it in the hour show that I have. All right. So this I want to read to you because this is so good. Are you ready? And I'm going to read it slow. I'm, I'm usually a fast talker, and I think fast, and I speak fast. And I've noticed from other people that are very popular on the radio that they speak very slowly. And actually, it's kind of annoying to me because I'm thinking I'm listening for 15 minutes to a message that I could have got across, and I heard it the first time. Uh, but, you know, I can get the message out in one minute or, you know, yeah, in a minute, and they draw it out to 15 minutes of whatever. And I'm like talking to a friend of mine, we're driving, and I'm like going, wow, you know, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, he's very popular, this one person, I'm not going to name names, but very popular person who's on the air and a lot of listenership. And I just listen to him. And I'm thinking to myself, I got it. I got can we move on now? And and what is this saying about me? Maybe I just need to just calm down a little bit. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm going to read this slowly because I really want this to resonate. And this is from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. I did not write this. I'm just reading it. But these, these words are coming from the Lord, okay? So he's talking. Let's, let's look at it like that. You, meaning you, are on the path of my choosing, not mine, but the Lord's. There is no randomness about your life. Here and now comprise the coordinates of your daily life. Most people let their moments slip through their fingers half-lived. They avoid the present by worrying about the future or longing for a better time and place. They forget that they are creatures who are subject to the limitations of time and space. They forget their creator who walks with them only in the present. Did you catch that? Every moment is alive with my glorious presence to those whose hearts are intimately connected with mine. Can you hear him talking to you right now? What is he saying to you right now? Every moment is alive with my glorious presence to those whose hearts are intimately connected with mine. As you give yourself more and more to a life of constant communion with me, you will find that you simply have no time for worry. Thus, you are freed to let my spirit direct your steps, enabling you to walk along the path of peace. Walk along the path of peace. Okay, do you need peace right now? I don't think there's a moment in time that I don't need or desire peace in my life. Scriptures to back up these words. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? That's Luke twelve twenty five. unless you need an address. To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Luke one seventy nine. Okay, that was one day. I'm going to read the next day because these are so right now. Living in dependence on me is the way to enjoy abundant life. Are you depending on the Lord? Do you depend on him? Look up the word depend. 
You are learning to appreciate tough times because they amplify your awareness of my presence. Tasks that you used to dread are becoming rich opportunities to enjoy my closeness. When you feel tired, you remember that I am your strength. You take pleasure in leaning on me. I am pleased by your tendency to turn to me more and more frequently, especially when you are alone. You know, he wants your alone time. When you are with other people, you often lose sight of my presence. Your fear of displeasing people puts you in bondage to them, and they become your primary focus. When you realize this has happened, whisper my name. This tiny act of trust brings me to the forefront of your consciousness where I belong. As you bask in the blessing of my nearness, my life can flow through you to others. This is Abundant Life. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5, KPRZ, KDAR, The Word, KUHL, and uh, there's a new station that I'm going to be going on uh, in Riverside, San Bernardino. So stay tuned for that one. So I'm excited about that. Anyway, um, the scriptures that go along with this are fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. You know, there's people that don't agree with what I do and and what I say and, and certain things, you know, and I have to just look at, okay, I have someone I answer to, and it's not anybody on this earth. It is my heavenly father, and he is my judge. And I say to people all the time that, you know, really, until you've walked in another person's shoes, can you really understand, do you have the right to judge another person? And my answer is no, you don't. And I I just, you know, I, I think about that so often, like if I'm in a group setting like I was with Stagecoach, and you have all these different personalities around, you know, it's like there's all these different ages, different uh, backgrounds different cultures and just everybody's attitudes and you've got some people that are surprisingly negative and then you've got other people that are surprisingly optimistic and positive and i always want to err on the on the side of people wanting me to be there i want people to not only want me to be there but want me to be there i don't want to be Um, a negative factor. I don't want to bring people down. All I want to do is encourage, inspire, and be the light. I pray all the time, Lord, help me to be the light in the darkness, whatever that is, in any situation. Does that mean that everybody's loyal to me and everybody, um, you know, sees me that way and there's no jealousy, there's no um, backstabbing, there's no, no, (laughs) no. It doesn't mean that at all. In fact, I have to guard myself. I have to watch out. I have to look around all the time. I have to see who's who's around me, who's my inner circle, and do they belong there? And, you know, as we grow in our responsibility, we have to even be more prudent and discerning on who we allow around us. I have to guard myself, and, and the Lord tells us to guard. Put on the full armor of God. Doesn't he say that? Put on the full armor of God, and what does that mean? He talks about a shield. That's to protect us from the evil one. 
And there are people in this world that really don't want you to succeed. There are people in this world that don't, that, that just, they want to bring you down so they can feel higher. And, and just be aware of that. And we can still love them. We don't need to judge them. We can love them. You know, the Lord says to love the person, hate the sin. So we need to love the person and hate the sin, not hate the person. And some, you know, he tells us to pray for those people. That's not easy to do sometimes. I can just say that. Sometimes that people do me wrong and I just, I really, I'm just being honest. That's me, straight, real, honest. But there are times when I'm like, Lord, really? Really? You want me to pray for them? Yep, Sue, I want you to pray for them. So, you know, out of obedience comes blessing. Did you know that? Out of obedience comes blessing. I have talked to many people that um, have way more, way more to uh, to say, no way, they don't deserve to be on, they don't deserve to be forgiven. And people don't really deserve to be forgiven. I mean, you know, if they've done someone wrong, then they need to, justice needs to be served, right? But it's not for us to do that. We have to put that in the Lord's hands. And maybe they don't deserve it. But did you know that if you hold on to unforgiveness, you're not hurting them, you're hurting you. And you need to peel back that onion one layer at a time with the Lord's help and discernment of the Holy Spirit. But you need to peel back that onion one layer at a time to where you can get to what's causing you to not be fulfilled and have that joy of the Lord be your strength. There's something holding you back if you don't feel that. Remember, I started this whole show with from one to five. Where are you? Where are you spiritually? Where are you emotionally? Where are you physically? Your body can tell you a lot. If you're not healthy, if your body is not looking like the temple that he created it to be, there's things you can do to fix that. You know, sometimes things happen and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you can... Are you willing? Do you have the desire? Is the pain worth the gain? A simple thing like biting my nails. I have to tell you, I've had a, I've digressed. And I have a thumb that I just can't leave alone. But I've got nine good ones and one bad one. Okay, so no, I'm not sucking my thumb. But I have this thumb that I just can't seem to get, get my nail grown out on that. So I've just got to leave it alone. Dang it. But I'm just telling you because you know what? We all have our battles, don't we? I'm talking about biting a thumbnail. You know, it's like the grossest habit. It's so dirty. And those that bite your nails, just know I'm, I'm with you. I understand. It's very difficult to break. But if I had a choice, okay, we can all rationalize, okay, if I have a choice of having an addiction for alcohol, an addiction for drugs, or addiction for anything else versus this thumbnail, um, I think I'd choose the thumbnail. But... We all have our crosses to bear. We all have things that we need to fix. And, you know, we just need to be putting it out there and saying, okay, I'm going to work on this today. And those things that we work on every day and we're aware, we're aware of what our, our negatives are. You know, we have our positives and our negatives. Do we know our strengths and our weaknesses? And what are we doing? You know, like I tell my, my business, the, the associates with my business at Ecola, I say we're only as strong as our weakest link. 
I learned that when I was a soccer player, a uh, soccer coach, and I learned it in gymnastics. I was on a CIF champion gymnastics team in high school, and we were only as good as our weakest link because our scores were accumulated, and it was a team score. And you have your individual score, and you have your team score. And isn't that the same with life? You have your family unit. You have your work associates. You have, you know, maybe sports or some type of extracurricular activity, or you have church. We're only as good as our weakest link. And what is our responsibility? I have a sales force, okay, and the sales team goes out there. They do inspections, and then they go and they present the price and what the expectations are and whatnot. And I have some that that are selling a whole lot more, and they're closing a lot more, and then I have some that are really struggling. They're struggling, okay? So we have a choice, okay? What are we going to do with those struggling, okay? They are our weakest link, okay? So what are we going to do with them? I think we should spend more time with them and teach them, give them more knowledge, Help them to grow them, you know, Uh, encourage them, give them the the skill set that they need, give them the tools they need so that they can be all they can be. God has given us the tools to be the best Christ-like people we can be. He gave us the Bible. That's the rule book to life. That's the tools we need. Go to Proverbs. Go there and read it if you're interested. If you're not, that's okay, too. I'm sad. Um, I want everybody, I want to see everybody in heaven. I do. And, you know, God is the judge, not me. Uh, I love people. I don't judge people. Um, I catch myself sometimes because it's hard not to. Uh, but, you know, I, I catch myself. And that's good, right? That's a good thing to catch yourself when you're assessing somebody from the outside. But here's what I've realized is that the people on my team when I get to know them, when I, when I like ask questions and find out where they've been and, you know, what their life has been like, like, you know, what was your childhood like? Uh, you know, when we learn where people come from, the DNA is one thing, but, you know, just where you are in the birthing order, you know, what kind of family life did you have growing up? You know, were you burdened? Did you, did you have an alcoholic mother? You know, did you have... One guy says, I was raised by two police. And I'm like, oh, he goes, doesn't that explain a lot? He's a great guy. Adam, if you're listening, you know I'm talking to you. But just getting to know people on that level of where they grew up and, you know, where they're coming from a little bit. um, It changes your heart a little bit, you know, because you understand a little more about why they would respond or react the way they do. And in life, we come in contact with people all day long. We have no idea what their morning was like. We have no idea what their week was like. One of the, the, the couple had to leave early because he found out that his mother had just, we didn't know how long to live. She was being put on life support. And he needed to leave a day early, which means he couldn't perform, left a hole in our performance team. But he had to leave because his mom went from bad to worse. And he didn't want to miss that opportunity to be with her in those final hours. Priorities, right? Dance on a dance team or be with your mom. That's an easy one. But we have no idea what somebody is going through. Before that came out, you know, there wasn't a lot of knowledge of what that gentleman was dealing with. 
So we never know. We don't know where people are, and maybe they're having a bad day, and maybe you know, maybe you could be the only light they see for the day, the week, the month. We have a responsibility to do all we can to love one another and to be there for one another. How are you doing? Are you on the giving or the receiving end today? Because you're either giving or you're receiving, and it's okay. Either way, it's a good thing. If you feel isolated right now, the Lord just said this to me, you know, uh, he just said this to me, and he said, talk to the people that feel isolation. If you're feeling isolated right now, like you're all alone, and you're going through really trials and tribulations, and you just don't know who to turn to, and you just feel like nobody really cares, God cares for you. And that's the devil getting in there saying that you're unworthy to receive his love and his forgiveness. And the devil wants you to feel isolated. He doesn't want you to reach out. He doesn't want you to get any type of love or help or encouragement. And you need to say, I'm victorious in Jesus' name. The battle's been won. It's been fought and won. Jesus won it already for us. Think about it. Ask the Lord to reveal the person that you need to contact. Contact that person and get some help. Don't be alone. You don't need to be alone. And for the rest of you, love one another. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you all. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.